Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast and Pain Train Pipe Bomb Productions. We are fresh off after Night of Champions as well as AEW Double or Nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome to you Brooklyn, New York's finest, the only pro wrestling expert in the state of New York. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Mark freaking Braverman. What's up, Brav? How are you, Alex? Thank you for having me back. It's all, it's always a pleasure when I get to work with you on the show. And uh, you know how much we love doing this with each other. We always work well again. We always have a good time. So Yes, yes. I mean, it's an absolute blessing. And, you know, I, I have to say, yes, also, Ricky is also in the category of you know, the pride of New York of wrestling. But Yes, he is. Yes, and... Uh, you know, still, we're still hoping to have him, you know, for me to have him one day alongside with you, Brav. But, you know, but R- Ricky's, you know, much like our lives, you know, Ricky's very, very busy. But now we are going to talk, a, a, the whole episode, folks, is about Seth freaking Rollins. Because now that they put, they put the world title, the new world title around him. But we're also going to talk a little bit about, you know, the rest of the show. Now, we're not, we're not going to go through the whole simple recap. But, but no. the reason why this episode is, is specifically about Seth Rollins is because... WWE is taking a high-risk gamble, Mark. And the reason I say that is, is this. They cannot drop the ball on the guy like they did in 2019. Oh, I absolutely agree with you there. I, I think you're absolutely right. I don't know how many times that they have given Seth Rollins a belt and then they take away from him because they think that he's not not able to hold the company. And he's dead wrong about that one. I mean, there are several matches I could think of where he has stolen the show with even without wrestling for the title. He's oh, stolen yeah. the show every time. And this dude is incredibly out. talented. This is his whole career. With I mean, his his career has spanned two or three companies easily. And yeah. WWE does not realize what. To, I don't think Vince realizes sometimes what he has on his roster. To be honest with you, because I'm noticing this about Vince McMahon. He cannot see past his big, strong, muscular guys. <laughs> He's got to see past that. He really like does. Oh, good of all people. Or Brock Lesnar, for that matter. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Right. Let's be honest here. Does anybody really care what Brock Lesnar does anymore? <laughs> but, you know, because, you know, see, the way, and honestly, Mark, we've spoken about, about Rollins' run in 2019. And yeah. I've, we've spoken about this with our friend Ricky as well. And Ricky, I mean, I can tell Ricky basically every time I bring it up. I mean, sometimes Ricky, I see Ricky always shaking his head is because he's still very disappointed. And Ricky explained to me once that as great as a heel as Seth Rollins is, he's just as good as a babyface. That those were the words for me. I'm not sure how Ricky feels about that, but but the fact of the matter is in 2019. After Seth Rollins won the Royal Rumble and became the Universal Champion at WrestleMania, he was on yep. top of the world. He was way over as a face than he ever was as a heel back in 2015 when he was a champion as the villain. There are wrestler. We said this before on several shows you and I have worked together and privately. There are just several wrestlers that work better as heels and faces. Seth Rollins, in my opinion, is a better face than he is a heel. He's a very good heel. I'm not gonna lie to you. When he wa- when he wants to be a heel, he can be he, he can be 
heel. We, we've learned that already. Oh, yeah. But honest, the crowd loves him. He's over. He's he's unbelievably over right now. He's white hot. He's a much better face. He always has been. And if Vince is smart, he keeps the belt on him as long as as long as they feel necessary. You ride with this for as long as you can. We have we have had wrestlers who have had that who have had that number one seat that cannot wrestle to save their lives. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins is a wrestler's wrestler. No, oh, well said, right there, Rob. Well said. Thank you. You you want you want to wrestle? He'll wrestle you. You want to brawl? He'll brawl you. You can do any match that you want, and what I'd love to see, especially after the match that we had in the pay per view. How would you like to see this? Seth Rollins on one side, AJ on the other. One hour. How about AJ, that? AJ Styles versus Rollins in a one-hour Iron Man match? I would love it. I would too, but it's got to be built properly. Now, there are no, which can be done. And speaking of building properly, they've built Seth Rollins to this point. So that's why I say out of out of desperation, basically, and, and not only as, as a journalist that loves wrestling, but as a lifelong passionate fan of pro wrestling, they cannot, again, I cannot say it enough, don't drop the ball on this guy again because if, if, if it would happen this time, it would be worse than before because he's way over than he has ever been. Rollins probably never has been this over before. But, but going back to 2019, when he dropped, re-dropped the belt to Lesnar, I believe it was that night of champions, and then he regained it at SummerSlam. And then after that, he goes into a worthless comedy feud with Baron Corbin, another guy that they absolutely buried and is probably at this point, there's probably not, there's nothing to do with him. I, this is off topic, but I've, I've been asked, should they bring back the lone wolf character? And I said, no, you, you, you can't make him a lone wolf if he has no hair. That's all I say because, <laughs> yeah. but still that feud with Baron Corbin, you know, honestly, if Jim Cornette shat all over it, then I would say, well, then you know what? Jim Cornette is absolutely right in that particular case. But then he's put in the feud in the in the feud with the Fiend Bray Wyatt, which I have no problem with the Fiend. I felt the Fiend was one of the coolest things. I, I was like, finally, that maybe they're doing something right with Mr. Bray Wyatt. But at the same time, I kind of feel like they stabbed Rollins in the back to go in heavily in favor of the Fiend. But at the same time, they were both you know they were both popular. But but the, now we remember the Hell in a Cell match. I mean, you we've talked about this before. I mean, you basically almost get sick to your stomach talking about that match. Am I right? Yeah, I don't even want to think. Please don't bring that up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even even Ricky feels that way. I mean, Ricky almost wants to punch the damn wall every time I bring that up because, and there's actually a story recently. Seth Rollins was so angry that he basically says that he was like this close to wanting to go into Vince's office and strangle the guy because he was so angry. He 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 mentions that uh, T.J. Wilson, who of course was formerly known as Tyson Kidd, ha- actually had to hold him back. Yeah. Like, and sometimes I understand a lot of wrestlers, Vince McMahon will piss off a lot of wrestlers. I mean, there's always that story about the, uh, that, that wrestler from the 90s known as Nails. You, you know who I'm talking about? There was that story yeah. about him, actually. He strangled, He actually put his hands on Vince McMahon once and strangled him, or at least tried to, but... Yeah, I remember that story very well. Let's, yeah, let's but... And then, so then, eventually, I, I think that the Hell in a Cell match ended in a referee stoppage, I think, at this point. Am I right? 
Yeah, it was a referee stoppage, which honestly, I've never even heard of in a kid. I've never in my in my life, and I've been watching wrestling since I'm the Ottawa Grasshopper. I have never seen a steel cage, hell in the cell, pajama prison match, or anything along those lines, anything in a cage, where they stop the match because somebody can't go. I mean, that made the fiend look bad. Nobody even I don't think anyone ever mentions that. How do you think how do you think that makes the fiend look? I mean, he was supposed to be a guy that was practically invincible, and he loses and then the match ends because he gets destroyed like that. Not to mention the fact that he also you ripped off the fans. You ripped off all the people, paid their hard earned money to see this match, and you right. come up with this garbage. I mean, this this is why I've said this, and it's gonna get off time because because events because I've stuck a little bit, but this is why I'm saying Vince has to retire and stay retired. He's lost his edge for the past three or four years already. Oh, longer than that, bro. I think he lost it a long time ago. I would say he lost it when, he the lost PG era, when the PG era came. That's, I think, when Vince lost it. I think he also lost when he started giving John Cena more titles than he deserved. But that's just me. Yeah, well. Okay, I'm gonna. It's certainly debatable, right there, but I don't care. I, but but then again, I should mention, huh? So they made they made it a, the bad finish look for Bray Wyatt. But then again, I mean, they they ruined. You know how many times did they uh did they mess up with Bray Wyatt anyway? So it was just another time where they messed up. But but then we move over to that crown jewel of that year where Bray Wyatt actually won the title. Yeah, and then they took it off him. And that, and then and then by that point, see, infamously that year, Seth Rollins got into a Twitter, got into a Twitter, uh. It's Twitter feud with a wrestler in New Japan, uh, Will Ospreay, and you know, and, and the fans didn't take kindly to that. So eventually, the fans basically turned on Rollins. So that's why management had no choice but to make him back into a heel. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, I always say this, and I tell us to everybody: be careful what you write on Twitter because it will, it will bite you in the butt. It will, because especially because Rollins was arguing again. It was Will Ospreay in New Japan, and then. Rollins mentions, you know, his, yeah, the bank account and everything like that, so. But at the same time, I think, honestly, the way I see it, I I think it it did kind of basically get blown out of proportion, but still, like you said, you you just don't want to be the one that's, because you might not be the one that blows it out of proportion, but at the same time, if you're the guy who started the whole thing, then, yeah, it's not going to look good on you, buddy. But anyway, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. Be careful what you wish or be careful what you say. Uh-huh, because you just might get it. Yep, and unfortunately he got it. Yeah, he is. So he, he turns heel, so the fans, I mean, the fans turn on him eventually on Rollins. I mean, for me, I was just kind of like, I just don't like why they, I don't like that what they did to him. I appreciate Rollins no matter what, but so he turns heel, has the Messiah, you know, the Messiah run, and then, of course, you know, the world went to shit, and then he became the visionary, yeah. And then that's that. That's where things. That's where he started, started to sort sort of climb back over. Now the Messiah thing, I think, was cool, but the whole thing with the Authors of Pain. I mean, the Authors of Pain were one of the coolest things I saw in NXT. And then after that, of course, they go on the main roster. Then it all it immediately goes down the toilet. But but at this point, what Seth Rollins is, he's built to a point to where like this is not only the opportunity. For, I mean, for Rollins, he's over. He's way over. This is the important thing, Mark. This is the opportunity for WWE to shine on it because this could help make the company relevant again as far as content being produced. 
Because still, as of late, the wrestling that has been produced has not been cool. Okay. Two things. We'll get there. Maybe. I don't you, know. You mentioned the house, the house of pain thing. That was stolen from Ring of Honor. That was stolen from ROH. That's number one. You mean the authors of pain? Yes. Okay. That came out of the house of pain from Ring of Honor. And it was stolen from the Shield, too, obviously. Yes. <laughs> it was all going back to ROH anyway. Number two. As we said, Vince has to go. And yes, the Russell they produced has been absolute garbage. But they slightly redeemed themselves this weekend. They did. I'll they, admit, this was, this was a solid show. This was a fantastic show. I, re- yeah. I enjoyed it. Almost all of it. Not all of it, but almost all of it. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, probably the, the, be- the best the best pay-per-view since Gano, I don't even know. I can't even tell you how long it's been since I've actually been able to watch through the entire thing without having to get, without being at a point where, eh, I'm just, I'm just going to go get, get something to eat. You called me the day after our rumble, remember? Yes, I did. You and I were so angry. We want, we, we, you and I were, were bouncing off the walls. WrestleMania night one, halfway decent. WrestleMania night two, we don't ever talk about it again. This pay-per-view crushed all of them. Yeah. This was a home run. And the reason why it was a home run was your opening match. You got it right. Yeah. You let Seth and AJ be Seth and AJ. They were pulling off moves I haven't seen them pull off in a long time. They went back and forth. Phenomenal. This was the match of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to keep yourselves relevant, like you said, they have to produce quality matches like this. So, look at your roster. If you have talent like AJ Rollins, who's the head of this show, and subtle talent on that on the on the roster that can go 20, 25, 30, maybe even bring back the Iron Man match. If they can't do that. Show them the door. Show them the door. That's my opinion. Because yeah. you have guys on this roster who are making an insane amount of money and can't go five minutes and can't have a ten and can't have a five ten minute match. That's yeah. pathetic. I mean, I think the point you're trying to make is if AJ Styles and Seth Rollins can do great in that match, then you know what? They can easily do a hell of a lot better. And this is not to bury him. They already did great. As great as they are, they can just go. I mean, when you're that great, like Rollins and AJ Styles, you can only go better. All you need is for the company to give you the ball and let you run with it. Triple H did that with Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Look what we got. We got the best match of the year so far. We're only halfway. Th- we're only about halfway through the year because June is tomorrow. We're about halfway through the year. We're going to be halfway through the year tomorrow. So, like I said, as you said, let them take the ball. Roll with it. Like we did. Trust the guys. You have to trust your roster. Absolutely. I agree. Don't hold them back. You you, you see, like, I mean, I know you don't watch AEW, but now AEW is not perfect in any way, but Tony Khan, the reason why AEW has gained its popularity is because Tony Khan lets the guys go out there and he lets them be themselves. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. I don't want AEW better than WWE. I don't want WWE better than AEW. I just want to love professional wrestling as a whole. And Mark, I think I speak for you as well on that. You do. And the reason why I stopped watching AEW is for two reasons. One, 
they're becoming the new WCW, and it's getting annoying. That's <laughs> number one. Number two, they hired people that you should not be on your roster. So they're also, they don't know how to end the match. Mm. Every time a heel loses, they refuse to walk out of the ring. They beat up the they beat up the face for another five minutes, and here comes all ten of their buddies now to beat up the face. Then the face then the faces buddies come in. The match never ends. Get out of the ring and move on. I don't mind brawls, but not with every single match. Yeah, basically, like change change up the tempo a little bit, but but yeah, well, but um, but but I'm telling you, like you you know, because honestly. When I mentioned like how once again I have to stress the fact that WWE cannot drop the ball on on Seth because if they do, I mean, if if the company may be screwed, but how do you think Seth Rollins is going to be like if 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 something bad happens like this again? And imagine if Seth Rollins wanted out of the company, I don't think I would blame him. But we mentioned how Rollins has gone through some ups and downs because you wanted because before the show you wanted to spend some time talking about Seth Rollins back when he was at Ring of Honor when of course he was known as Tyler Black at the time. Am yes. I correct? I have seen Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins, wrestle some of the finest matches ROH has ever put on. Yeah. I was there for plenty of them. Yeah. You are, ladies and gentlemen, Mark, Mark Robberman is a Ring of Honor uh, connoisseur. Yes, I, thank you. I own well, you are. I mean, I'm, I'm only being honest, Mark. I'm not just saying that because you're here. Because everything I've, I've, I've learned from you from Ring of Honor, I mean, at this, at this point, I mean, an expert is probably not, not, not even... Uh, it's almost as if you freaking work for Ring of Honor. Actually, I wanted to, but I couldn't get a job with them because of my current position. However, I was there for Tyler Black's last dance against Roderick Strong, and everybody in the building knew. Glory he, by Honor, I believe it was. Yeah, it, it was I in was, New York. It was in New York City too. It was New York, yes. It was a we, fantastic. We, we, we actually had the show. I was in the show. Yeah. Okay. I was there. My wife was there with the whole gang. What about Ricky? No, Ricky was not there. Okay. So we went and we're watching this great show. The main events for the belt, as always. Strong Tyler. We knew Tyler Black was going to leave for the for, for, for better for the WWE. We knew that was going to happen. I mean, he turned. Well, we all know the story. He the way the day he announced it, he became a villain. Yes. And and people say like see see another and another wrestling fan said that the fans turned on that that was a time when the fans turned on turned on him for that I'm like, well it's more like he turned on the fans because he divulged it, but then again but the bottom line is he was yeah. over Same. and then by doing that his 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 image his status was like the fans were like well we know he's leaving so what what do we care? But I'll tell you this much that match though when that when about twenty eight twenty nine minutes. Absolutely phenomenal match. Oh, the, the one with Roderick Strong? Right. This it was, was actually 15 minutes. I, I remember Terry Funk, I think, was the was the special guest uh, special guest yeah. enforcer. Yes. Yeah. And it was like 15, 20 minutes. It was, my memory kind of sucks. But it was still, it was a great match. And he poured his heart out to that match knowing that this was his last dance. I mean, and, and of course, he turned heel. He threatened to take the title with him to WWE. I mean, CM Punk did that, you know, when he was the Ring of Honor champion. So... So it happens. Yeah. But the point is, he's had some wonderful matches, and he has done an hour. As a matter of fact, him and Austin 
him and him and Austin Aries went an hour. I wasn't there because I wasn't there. I was supposed to go, but I didn't go. It was my dad's birthday, so I went to go celebrate my dad's birthday instead. But my buddies went, had a great time, said the show was phenomenal, and I have the match on DVD. And he beat Aries for the title, didn't he? Yes. It was actually that match, yeah. I I think originally they had that 60-minute Iron Man match where it it ended in a draw. And Mm -hmm. the the on-screen commissioner at the time was actually Jim Cornette. Yes. And Jim Cornette, but yeah, like that, yeah. You, you see, see, so like, like you said, I've, I've been doing, I've been doing my homework, haven't I? Yes, you have. And he said we yeah. have the finish, and Tyler Black won the belt. Yeah, and I, and I, and I was asked to mention that back then, Tyler Bla- Tyler Black's entering entering uh, his uh, mic skills, I should say, his mic skills were. Look, I don't want to. I'm not gonna. Sh- okay, his mic skills obviously clearly were not good at the time. But let's be honest with you. How many wrestlers have we seen enter WWE with horrible mic skills and then they get better? <laughs> Very, very few have come out of the mic and have been have been phenomenal on the mic. Very now, I, I do find it interesting. He was there, and, and Jim Cornette, he was working, he worked a lot with Jim Cornette. So people would ask, well, why didn't he learn? Well, now, well number one, maybe because Cornette's position to where, like, you know, if Jim Cornette was in a position where he was doing other work, he like that, but, but you know, because, again, you, you know, like, the ball has been dropped on him before. Yeah, but back then, he was, you know, he was you know he was young. He was you know in his early to mid twenties. He was you know he was a kid. So you know and, and so he basically WWE felt that well if he's going to hone his craft we got to bring him in to our developmental and then you know and then he and then Seth Rollins just literally climbed the ranks the, the inaugural NXT champion and you know yeah. the the first fan to cat to cash in you know at, at the main event at WrestleMania you know to everything so Seth Rollins has done just about everything. I was asking to bring that he's, up. He's got a hell of a lot more to offer, if you ask me, as long as he's booked properly. That's the thing. He has to be it's that goes for anybody. It's called proper booking. And sometimes it's just called using your damn head. Okay, I'll put it to uh, I'll, let's go back for a second. You said that why did Seth Rollins title Black Colby is his real name? Why did he work with Jim Cornette? Because Jim Cornette's been in the business forever. Mm-hmm. How do you get better at things? You work with people who have done it and are better at you. Yeah. That's how you get better. Yeah. I.e. Dusty Rhodes. May he rest in peace. NXT. Look yeah. what you people in NXT. WCW when they were open. Seth Rollins learned from one of the best. He learned from Jim Cornette. Yeah. I think I might have missed, uh, misused the words. I, I People were saying because Cornette's always been – Cornette's promos, I mean, I'm telling you, Jim Cornette's promos, even on his show today, he, he could still cut a promo. I think people were asking if he was working with Cornette, then how come Tyler Black's promos uh, skills were not improving? And I said, if Cornette was in a position where he was not working with learning, teaching the guys to do promos, then th- that's that. I mean, aside from on-screen commissioner, I'm not entirely sure what Jim Cornette's work at Ring of Honor was. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was with I'm sure it was, you know, talent development and, and God knows and you know everything else, but but you know he was one of their bookers. As a matter, he was one of the bookers. As a matter of fact, he was in talent development and he was the on-screen commission. That's all true. Yeah, yeah. And before, of course, before that, he was with Impact. Yep, which was until he, which which was a completely different disaster. Anyway, how do you get better in the business? You learn from the best. You work with somebody better than you. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and and Cornette was actually. Yeah, he was also the executive producer. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. But not every wrestler is good on the mic. No. Okay. Bret Hart 
Wasn't that great on the microphone. And I love Bret Hart. Wasn't that great ever on the microphone. He really wasn't. Ultimate Warrior. Did anybody understand what the hell he was talking about? No. Nope. Made a lot of money. May he rest in peace. There are wrestlers who have been good on the mic and made no money. Yes, the mic is a weapon. Mm-hmm. But in-ring ability is where it has to be. And Seth Rollins, who said at the top of the show, has that ability. He can do anything you want him to do. And that's mm-hmm. what a WWE has to ride with him. Exactly. And that's what I'm a fan of him. Rollins he's a basically slam- better. He's better than ever. He's a Grand Slam champion. Yeah. He's number one right now. He is. He tur- Let me put it this way. You mentioned it before. He is responsible for the greatest ending in the history of WrestleMania. By far. Yeah. And that was a horrible WrestleMania, if I remember correctly. Here comes Seth Rollins. The crowd goes crazy. Cash in. Curve stop. One, two, three, champion. Place goes nuts. You either on the side of he stole the belt, or you're on the side of that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. I was on the side of that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Me too. Me too. It was. He saved a horrible show. He did. That's what wrestling can do. Yeah. You see, like like you said, like we said before, all you gotta do, give him the ball, let him run with it. That's Seth right. Rollins can create the magic. All you gotta do is Seth. Well, you I would say Kobe. Go out there and be Seth freaking Rollins. The guy can make it look good. Make it look good. That's how good he is at his craft. Yeah, you, you want to repeat that? You briefly cut it. out, bro. Sorry. He can wrestle a broomstick and make it look good. <laughs> he can wrestle a pillow and make it look good. You know, and speaking of Seth Rollins, yesterday was his birthday, so... Happy birthday. You got you got an impression, that didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I mean he became champion, you know, he became champion on his birthday and Yeah. Yeah. Not not to mention he's not to mention was unconcerned. His him and his wife are the power couple of WWE. Yeah. Married Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a hell of a power couple right there. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean but both, you know, both Extremely unique and amazing talents. Again, give him yes. the ball, let him run with it. So, so again, as I've stressed already Absolutely. so many times already on, on this episode, WWE knows you cannot mess up with this. You cannot mess this up. You mess this up. I mean, you've already messed it up before. If you make that stupid mistake again, I mean, see, right now, like the company is all of a sudden showing some promise, and now they're just going to basically say. Ah, well, you know what? We're on top again. Let's just let's just mess it up. I mean, no, this is WWE's opportunity to basically grow, or basically becoming great again. I think if they let Seth Rollins be Seth Rollins, that's exactly what they're going to do, and they're going to have to say, you know what? We're going to have to make this belt very important and not make a throwaway title like they have in the past. This belt has to be the belt to save the company. And it's on the right man right now. So how about this one? Every Monday night, he defends the title. Every yeah. pay-per-view defends the title. 
mm-hmm. you have to make the belt as important as the men because the men is very important. Now we got to make the belt very important. How do you do that? Monday Night Raw, title match every Monday night. Pay-per-view, every month he defends the title. That's how you make him important. That's how you make him and the belt meaningful. Like I said, he can for Seth Rollins, he can only do better if yep. you let if you let him and if you book it properly, if you do it right. And it's and it, honestly, it is really not that complicated. I mean, is it really complicated at all? Okay, yeah, be, okay, maybe at, at times it's but again, with Seth Rollins, it is really not that difficult. No, it's not. And there have been so many company and there have been so many wrestlers where they have screwed this up. Let's not screw up the best talent on the roster here. This is the most talented wrestler on the roster, bar none in my opinion, on the men's side. On the men's side, by far, him and age are the two most are the two most talented on the roster. You want to get you want to get people turning into Monday Night Raw. There it is. Yeah. And same thing goes with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Just do it right. Yeah. And I think that they're doing it right with by starting it by giving him the belt. And I think that if they're if they're smart, him and AJ go at it again. Maybe two out of three. Maybe one out. Maybe hopefully an Ironman match somewhere down the road. Maybe even put him in. Maybe even put him in hell in this cell. You do everything possible. Have the building blocks a few that people remember forever. And this is you the just gave part. me the idea right there. The rematch is a is a one is an Iron Man match that ends in a tie. They settle it by two out of three falls. I would love to see that, but it's got to be two out of, not, not, not in the same pay per view. Not, not in the same pay per view. No, I think honestly the Iron Man match can be at SummerSlam, and maybe the two out of three falls match could probably be at Survivor Series if they're willing to build the rivalry for that long. But at the same time, now we're asking ourselves. Is this going to be a babyface versus babyface, you know, months-long rivalry? I think again, if it's done properly, I think it. I think it works. But I yeah, know, yeah, because Shot I'm telling you, the <laughs> match like that was just. I, I was literally like, "What am I seeing?" I'm, I'm seeing AJ Styles as well. I'm like, "This is what I like. This is what I want to see. This is pro wrestling. They can't kill this. They got like I said, those guys can only do better in, in, in like that." But you, again. Book it properly. Let them be themselves. I'll put it to this way. I had to watch the match on on, on, on the next day because I, I had to work. So I watched the match the next day. And I just couldn't take my eyes off it. I, I, I couldn't either. I sat through that. I loved every second of it. I wouldn't take my eyes off it. I wouldn't stop to get a drink. I didn't stop to 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 do anything. I just was very focused on that match. It was phenomenal, and no pun intended, because that's just what it was. It was the it was the match of the year. It really was, mm-hmm. and you had the two the two best in the company do it, and that's like you said. That's what pro wrestling should be. Yeah. Well, you want, really you want to talk about putting the like the the match was a unique. Vision of being phenomenal. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, because you know both of their both, both with their characters. Yeah, it was it was it was a vision and it was phenomenal. It was a how about this one? It was a freaking phenomenal match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think I think we've got everything covered on Seth Rollins. So once again, hats off to Seth Rollins and AJ Styles from the bottom of my heart. Thank you both very much. Once again, happy birthday to Seth Rollins and. Happy birthday. And to WWE management, if you guys are listening to this, don't mess this up, for God's sake. But, but now that we're done with Seth Rollins, if you, do you want to spend some time talking about a, a little bit of the rest of the show? We still got a few more minutes. Uh, Yeah, well, I'm going to let you take the ball with this one because I know you're very happy. Oh, my, girl, my Oscar, yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't, oh, I didn't speak to Playmaker about this because, play, as you know, Darnell, the Playmaker, absolutely adores Bianca Belair. Okay, well, we did talk I about have- it, and all I said was, you had your fun already at WrestleMania, Playmaker. But, well, the way uh, the way Oscar won, I mean, the Mist was involved, but, you know, if, if, if we saw, we all saw how she used that the Mist at least the second time to win the title. But... I'm telling you, Oscar is a, I mean, Oscar is a heel, especially with her character. I mean, again, th- her character right now, this was her character before WWE. Like, this is her, what she was known as Kana in Japan. Yep. So, and, and again, Oscar is another talent. Give her the ball, let her run with it, let her be herself because she can give you, be- she can give you more than what you can ask for. And again, she can only do better. So, this is her best work since NXT. Yeah, this because they because they because maybe WWE booking is finally getting it right. I mean, she worked with Triple H on NXT, so I wouldn't be surprised if Triple H told the writers we are not messing up with Oscar anymore because because Oscar was great in NXT. You saw what she did when you do it right; she can do it now. I think that that's ex- I think that Triple H is doing more the right now than Vince is. We can tell by this by the show. I'm. I know Darnell's going to kill me for this, but I am not a Bianca Blair fan by any means necessary. To me, she's oh, very bland. She's very bold. Oh, he knows. Asuka put on is doing her best work. She needs the belt. She has the belt. She deserved it. Congratulations to Asuka. She's done her best work. And I love every second of it, but she needs the belt. She really does. She does. I think the belt needs her. Honestly. Yeah. The belt need her, the belt need her belly, and it wound up on Oscar. So I'm happy the white. Okay. Now, I don't want to talk about Lesnar versus Rose because I'm not surprised Lesnar won. <laughs> move on. Moving on, yeah. But as you guys say in Texas, move on, little doggy. Move on. <laughs> I think I just want to basically jump it. I mean, part of me says just, just, just jump into jump into the freaking pay per view now. Well, I guess we could talk briefly about Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch because a certain somebody made their debut in that match. Yeah, who the hell was she? Never heard of her before. So we start. Was... Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think Zoe working with Trish Stratus is definitely something definitely something big because okay. again, Zoe is another NXT call up that they can't. Mess- I mean, sometimes it feels like anybody that comes up from NXT can't be messed up. I don't watch NXT to be honest. I haven't watched it in a long time. I don't know why. Now, now I'm kind of referring to NXT as a developmental brand. I mean, it, it's yeah, not I, okay. Yeah, NXT 
is is just another another brand on the show, but still, I mean, but NXT is still by far the best. But I like them. I don't. I, I you have to say so. With the when the NHL play when the NHL started, I, I turned off. I turned off NXT. Huh, now the now the NHL's almost officially done. I don't care about the about the many three teams. Now I get back to NXT a little bit, which I will. So that's cool. Yeah. But I had no idea who she was. I just came. I was like, "Who's this? Who's this person beating up, beating up on Becky? Beating up on on Trish, uh, or Becky? Who is this person?" I didn't right. know who this was. I had no idea. I thought the match was really good. I don't think I don't think Trish lost a step a little bit. Honestly, I don't know. If she, it looks like she's back full time, which is kind of weird for some reason for somebody to come back now after retiring so many years. But she won the match. That was a good match and. I just like the fact that they. I, I like when they debut people. It's interesting. Well, I think Trish Stratus. I, I would be surprised if, if, for the most part, it's so she can work with uh, with some of the talent. To, you know, to teach them because you know, to Trish, Trish Stratus is great. But, but I think I'm ready for the main event and the match. Okay, the match itself was great, but phenomenal match. What happened in the match is the bigger story. The end but of the I don't know if I want to say the bloodline has officially imploded yet. Look, when Jay, look, when the Uso, look, when, when the Usos kick you in the head, it's over. It's over. Sami Zayn, look, the Usos are walking. The bloodline's pretty much look like it's about. It looks like it's. It looks like it's broken up. I mean, Sami Zayn and, said to Roman, "You want them." But you can't have them. And not only that, but the way it happened too, you know, um, when when they did that ex- accidental kick, you know, see J- Jimmy, you know, J- when Jimmy told his brother J- Jay, "I'm doing what you should have done a long time ago," because remember back what happened in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, and and ba- basically, like you know, because uh, Jay was still kind of like, you know, what are you doing? You know, and he's in a state of confusion, so. So Jimmy's basically trying to get his brother to snap out of it. You know, I'm your brother. You listen to me. You know, he's like telling him he's been abusing you. He's been abusing you for three freaking years. And then I got brainwashed. But, you know, I'm back. Where the hell are you? You like, basically, it's like. It's in, it's if they if they play this right, this could be a really good storyline between three teams, not two teams, all three teams. Yeah. The Usos going insane. And, of course, Roman and his tag team partner. So, so if, yeah. they, if they do this right, you're talking about a pretty good triangle, pretty good tri- triangle feud here, and it could be fun. The Usos, in my opinion, are better face anyway. They always have been. They're a great tag team. They can do whatever the hell you want them to do. They put on insane amount of tag team matches down the line. They have saved several pay per views. I think they're a better face team anyway. So. I understand why they want to bring it to the been It's been a while already. And long-term teams don't work. I mean, how many times did they break up the horsemen? How many times did they break up the X? <laughs> I mean, the list of of, of, of organizations broken up is, is a mile long. I mean, they broke up the Dudleys in 2002, and that didn't work out yeah, well. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> I mean... Not, not that I need. It's not like I needed to know that from listening to Bubba Ray Dudley's amazing interview with uh, with Chris Van Vliet a few years ago. But 
Yeah. You see, like, you know, I was talking this with the Playmaker, and Playmaker wants to write a, a story uh, on the Playmaker's blog about the the rise and the fall of the of the bloodline. I said to him, well, that's going to have to wait a little bit because we're not at the end yet. I mean, yeah, we're at a point, but we got to see what we got to see the aftermath of all this. So I'll put it to you this way they're on life support. Yeah. Yeah. They're on life support. So if they're not dead, yeah. if, We'll find out about 15 minutes if they're fully dead or not. But if they're not fully dead, then the bloodline's definitely is definitely on life support. I think it's the ne the next pay per view or so. That's gonna be the exclamation. That's gonna be basically doors closed, locked, key thrown right in the trash, never to be seen again. I don't know about never to be seen again, but I'll put it to you this way: if it is the, it's been a hell of a run for the organization. It's been a very strong team. Yeah, they held all the titles. It's been a very, very strong team. It really has been. I enjoyed the work. You enjoyed the work, but the problem is, you can't stay in one locked in one organization forever. No, and you have to. You have to be willing to move on. Yeah, I mean, eventually they're gonna have to put Solo on a singles run and see what he can do on his own. Which I know he, I know he can do great. Again, mm. as long as long as, as long as they as long as they book it right. I don't know about that. We'll have to see future. We'll have to see future on what what what, the, what he does. Yeah. But honestly, I think the use of the honestly the Usos as a team solo, no Heyman, no Bloodline. I think they're going to be just fine. A hundred percent. They always have been. They always will be. They always happen and always will be. You know. Again, to close it out, hell of a show. You know, don't WWE management once again. Don't mess this up with Rollins. Don't mess this up with you know with, with the Usos or with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. The bottom line is, do not mess up. Get it together. Do it correctly. This is the chance to make WWE relevant again. For God's sake. I think that I, I think if they let Triple H start writing again and letting him run with the ball, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. So. Let's hope for all the let's hope that's what they do. So, ladies and gentlemen, please subscribe, and you will not be disappointed in the future of this show. Mark, thank you again for coming on. It's always a pleasure, my friend. It's always a pleasure to see you too, Alex. And one one side note, my uncle Freddie turned uh seventy-nine on twenty-eighth. So happy birthday to my uncle Freddie. I love you, Uncle Fred. I'll see you real soon. We'll celebrate your birthday, I promise. And happy birthday uh, to him as well. Thank you. It's all, it's, all, it's, all, it's all a fun time, Alex. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. All right. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. And once again, please subscribe.